The holiday season is now upon us. The year is absolutely flying by, and the news never stops. That's why we at the DSR Network have expanded our programming to cover even more of the world's events. We hope you will consider supporting our work by becoming a member. Members enjoy an ad-free listening experience, bonus content for virtually all of our shows, an invitation to the member-only Slack community, and more. Best of all, if you become a member in the month of November, you can take 50% off the membership price for the first month. Visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code STUFFING at checkout. That's thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and code STUFFING. Thank you very much for your support. Hello and welcome to the DSR Daily in which we run down big events that have happened around the world, try to add a little bit of analysis to that. I'm one of your co-hosts, David Rothkoff, and I am joined here today as every day by Chris Cotnoir. How you doing, Chris? Doing well, thank you. Excellent, thank you. Very nice of you to be so polite. And Riley Fessler. How you doing, Riley? Doing fantastic, thank you. Excellent, that's a great way to start today. Where do you start your review of the big things happening in the news, Chris? The House Ethics Committee released a 56-page report about George Santos in which they found some significant ethics violations. Um, it seems at this point, George Santos's days are numbered. He's already said he's not seeking re-election, but I don't see him lasting beyond next week, um, you know, given these revelations, I don't think it's shocking. Uh, and I do think the Democrats have, you know, allowed for the process to play out. But I think we're, we're here. We're at the end game. Too bad, George. Sorry to see you go. Sorry to see that you spent so much of your money on fashion and apparently OnlyFans. I don't know what OnlyFans is, but apparently it's sleazy. What is it, Riley? Uh, you know, some questions are better left unanswered, I think. Wow. Wow. Um, yeah, that's us tackling the tough, tough issues. Um, Riley, do you have uh, any news you'd like to cover? I, I do. I have some pretty grim news out of Israel. Just updates on two stories we've been following. Uh, today's the second straight day that UN aid deliveries were suspended due to lack of fuel and communications shutdowns. Um, so the World Food Program has warned that uh, civilians are facing an imminent threat of starvation. Um, Israel did agree to let two fuel trucks in daily to Gaza. Um, I'm no expert, so I don't know how much of a difference two fuel trucks will actually make to the situation, but it is nice to see that at least there is something being done on that front. Um, and then the other issue going on is this Al-Shifa hospital siege um, and occupation by Israeli forces. So there's been statements that they've found weapons and a video allegedly showing an entrance to a tunnel, which is kind of one of the key things they've been looking for. But there hasn't been independent journalists haven't been able to verify this. Um, they actually did let in a team of New York Times journalists, but it was a very controlled tour. They only let them kind of see the areas that they had control of. So even New York Times in, in the report I read kind of said, you know, we can't verify their claims even, even still. 
So again, just, you know, nothing surprising. It's continuing the, the humanitarian crisis. Yeah. And Israel was hoping to, you know, provide more justification with this raid into the hospital, actually two raids in two days. Uh, and so far it hasn't really come. Uh, and, uh, you know, meanwhile, there's reports that Hamas leadership has moved south in Gaza. Um, and uh, that suggests that the fight is going to move south as well. Uh, no sign on the horizon of this being resolved anytime soon, which suits Bibi Netanyahu just fine, since he's likely to be out of work by the time this ends. Uh, although calls within Israel for him to leave are mounting. Uh, I would say uh, that if you're interested in peace here, there is no prospect of peace without A, eliminating Hamas, B, eliminating Bibi Netanyahu, and C, finding some way to get some kind of new leadership into the Palestinian Authority. Uh, Those are all really tough, but you can't have a political settlement until you resolve all of those issues. And when I say get rid of Bibi, I also mean the extreme right-wing members of his coalition. Chris? Uh, Biden yesterday at the Asia-Pacific Economic uh, Cooperation Forum um, made several comments, but the big story was, of course, his meeting with Chinese President Xi Jinping. Um, Initially, I viewed this as, you know, sort of, window dressing, but I'm, I'm, I'm much more um, you know, encouraged by their by their discussions um, because I believe that Xi Jinping is also interested in furthering the relationship. I think there's obviously a lot of work to be done in, in the relationship, um, but things at, at, at least the discussions are opening. They're, they're both they both seem committed to having a uh, military to military communications, which ceased after uh, Nancy Pelosi visited Taiwan. And, um, and, and, you know, overall it's encouraging. There wasn't any significant sort of agreements other than what we've reported already around um, climate and fentanyl. In any case, a, a a very good development, a good meeting, and more to come in early 2024. Yeah, absolutely positive, absolutely well handled by um, Biden. Most important outcome of the meeting is that we're talking again and that they're having a high-level conversation. There have been some interesting photos in and around the meeting of the body language of Biden and Xi Jinping, and it's clearly the body language of two guys who are familiar and comfortable with each other, even though they're at odds on a broad number of issues. Uh, which Biden has been direct on. You know, and some people winced when Biden said uh, she is a dictator. She knows he's a dictator. Everybody in China knows he's a dictator. It's not news to anybody. Um, what Biden is doing is what Trump wouldn't do, what Obama didn't do, what a bunch of people didn't do. Biden is just calling it like it is. He's not cowed by Xi Jinping. Um, and, uh, You know, he's saying, look, we can have a constructive relationship, but it's also going to be a frank and candid and constructive relationship. That's just what we need. Uh, And uh, for those of you who'd like more of my thoughts on this, uh, I have an article that'll be up in a couple hours, maybe before you've tuned into this podcast, 
uh, but today on Friday uh, at the Daily Beast, comparing how this turned out under Biden to how it would turn out under Trump, uh, uh, drawing on the hard facts of Trump's relationship with China and his past performance at summits. Riley. So latest on Trump's many legal trials, um, a appeals court has issued a stay, which effectively lifts the gag order on Trump in his New York case. Um, the judge in question, David Friedman, questioned trial judge Arthur Engeron's uh, ability to police what Trump says outside of the courtroom and kind of challenged this premise that limiting Trump's speech was necessary to protect the staff's safety. So this gag order specifically was... So he apparently missed the January 6th <laughs> Yeah, that, my first thought as well. Um, so, I mean, the whole premise of this was the gag order was to stop Trump from talking about courtroom staff. Oh, yeah. Maybe he missed the conviction yesterday of a guy who was triggered by Trump into hitting Nancy Pelosi's husband over the head with a hammer. Maybe he missed that. Yeah. I mean, I think it's pretty clear that, you know, even if Trump doesn't say specifically go beat this person up, that his words are clearly rousing his crowd to violence. Well, maybe he missed the, the the manifestos of mass shooters, like at the Tree of Life Synagogue and the guy in uh, Buffalo who, uh, you know, said that it was Trump's uh, writings and speaking that led them to commit those crimes. Maybe he missed those things also. Yeah. I mean, he must have. Uh, clearly. He's probably very busy. He's a judge. You know, he, he may have been doing other things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and Trump immediately took to social media to criticize his favorite targets of the trial. So, I mean, you know. Yeah, including the clerk yeah. of Judge Engeron. A clerk, right? What, you know, what a, of the former president of the United States taking pot shots at a staffer in the New York Supreme Court? Yeah. And people, and the it, people that he's been talking about in this trial have already reported receiving numerous phone calls and emails that have been threatening anti-semitic you know the whole the whole deal i mean it's pretty yeah, well, clear that's what's a good point on. maybe this judge also missed the threats against attorney general letitia james the threats against fonnie willis the threats against the two poll workers in georgia um whose lives were ruined when trump MAGA world turned on maybe he missed all that stuff because he was playing golf doing something else who knows um uh craziness absolute craziness by the way not the only judicial craziness yesterday uh for those of you who want to consistently see bad judicial decisions uh that do not serve the interests of the united states from the most biased and incompetent possible judge i just urge you to turn your attention periodically to judge eileen cannon in florida who yesterday made it clear again via a ruling uh, that she's probably going to let Trump push this trial off until after the election. You know, the one that involves him mishandling vital national secrets. So why would we want to know what he really did there prior to an election? Why would we want to know that? Well, she doesn't want to know that because she was on the Trump train from the get-go and became a judge, not because she was qualified, because she wasn't, but because she was on the Trump train. And she's paying him back big time now. Got to get rid of that woman. Chris? 
By the way, when I say got to get rid of that woman, I want to emphasize that's not a Trumpian comment. I mean, Jack Smith has got to move to get her recused from this case. So I'm trying to keep it a little lighter at the uh, end of our week. Um, One is definitely a lighter story. So for the past couple of years, Google has been pressing Apple to switch to the RCS or Rich Communications, uh, Rich Service or Rich Communications Services. A technology nerd. I I totally am. Uh, um, yes. So, so other other platforms like WhatsApp already use this. It would replace um, the SMS standard and the MMS standards that have been around since the late 1990s, um, which I'm old enough to remember. And Come on, Riley's old enough to remember the 1990s, aren't uh, you? Riley? Riley wasn't paying attention. Yeah, I was. I was about two years old when the <laughs> when the ni- 90s ended, so I don't really remember much. Oh, fuck you! Fuck you! Oh <laughs> my gosh! Two years. Yeah, go on. No, he's he is. Uh, he's he. He's no, he's so young. Like my kids were old enough in school to beat him up as one of the younger kids in school. <laughs> There's no, we have a no bullying policy here at the DSR. Oh yeah, sorry, I'm I'm sorry. Um, Please forgive me, Riley. Anyway, Riley will be disappointed. Let let me ask one thing there, Riley. Were you just drinking your coffee out of a panda mug? I'm I'm a a panda diplomacy super fan. Clearly, by my my (laughs) mug choices. That's a that's on the news. I love that. I wish Chris had the the mug awareness that you have. Go go on. Sorry, I do not. Um, my my sincere apologies. Um, anyway, just to end this particular story, uh, the if you if you've texted with somebody who has a phone that is other than an iPhone, you'll notice that there are green bubbles representing the SMS messages messages coming back. Well, Apple has actually confirmed that they will continue with the green messages. So sorry, Android users, but you're still going to see green messages. I, I got to say, I've been listening to this show for a while. You've been doing it for a while. I've just been doing it for a couple of weeks. That's the worst story I've ever heard on this show. I mean, that is the most inconsequential, nerdy story I've ever heard on this show. <laughs> hey, the, bully, the bullying is, <laughs> is real for the green bubble folks out there. My, oh, is it? Yeah. Have you felt the pain? Have you felt the wrath? Yeah, my, of- my wonderful friends bullied me into getting an iPhone and it worked. So clearly Apple knows what they're doing on that front, I guess. Be, by branding Android users as losers. Yeah. And I felt That's like pretty loser, much what so. they've done. Right. Yeah, it worked. It worked and, on me. I'm a sucker. Half well, the world no, uses you- Android. Um, we love Android you're, users. Uh, you're not a sucker, Riley. Every morning or throughout the day, thousands of people around the world turn to you for your insights into what's going on for, for my deep wisdom. Yeah. Despite the relatively short time you've been on the planet. Was there a second half to this story, Chris, maybe even more trivial there. (laughs) This, I, this actually isn't as trivial as it might seem on the surface. So Carissa Thompson, who's a sideline reporter for the NFL admitted that she sometimes makes up her reports. 
And what's interesting about this is I saw a video of her and Aaron Andrews talking about this, which was two years old. Um, the sideline reporters who do the job correctly's reactions aside, I found an article this morning that I found interesting, which was published in USA Today, and I just took a couple of quotes from it. Um, and the quotes are, our country has become soaked in conspiracy theories and lies during the Donald Trump era. Those lies on a smaller but still disgusting scale like Barack Obama and birtherism, or Trump was going to build a wall and Mexico was going to pay for it. The lies just kept growing. We all know that story. Is it silly to put what Thompson said in the same sentence as Trump? It may seem like it, but it's not. What she said undermines the trust in the media and creates spaces for ugliness to grow. I think that's a pretty significant statement. Um, there's already mistrust in the media. There's already easy ways to spread misinformation. We have to do our homework. We have a, an, an incredibly important election coming up in 2024. You cannot take everything that's published on social media, the internet, what Alex Jones says um, at face value. you got to do the research. Though you should be able to trust <laughs> the NFL reporting uh, as insignificant as some might think. I quite like the in-game in reporting. Um, and what's going on with injured players. Um, in any case, do your research. Don't take everything at face value. Holy mackerel. Well, let me say the following to that. One, fire Carissa Thompson. That's it, she, she just shouldn't be doing what she's doing. Two, the fake reports she stuck in, like we've got to make more third downs and you know, we got to get our head back in the game or exactly what these coaches say anyway, which underscores that most of this stuff is complete bullshit. Three, slaughter and death are continuing to happen in Darfur. Four, um, Russia launched massive attacks on Ukraine last night. We're still not funding uh, Ukraine. Five, Finland is closing its border to Russian uh, uh, immigrant waves of immigrants because Russia is trying to inundate Finland with immigrants as part of its punishment for Finland uh, joining uh, NATO. Uh, at six, uh, there were a number of steps of progress made at the APEC summit yesterday. Um, seven, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. In other words, there's a lot of other stuff happening in the world. We can't cover it all here. What we try to do is give you a range of things a little bit of color, a little bit of insight into different kinds of things. Um, and we believe that over the course of each and every week, we'll hit the big stories as well as some of the smaller stories that you think or that we think uh, may be of some interest uh, or may just be amusing. Um, and uh, so I go back to my first point, fire Carissa Thompson. Um, thank you, Chris. Thank you, Riley. Thank you, everybody. Have a good weekend. Have a good holiday week. Uh, but we'll be back again on Monday and Tuesday, maybe even Wednesday. I'm not sure. Um, until then, bye-bye.